We made this. Hello and welcome to Don't Say the C Word, the daily podcast during difficult times where I talk to a different person about a different topic every single day of the week. With me at this time is Alan Wilde. Hello, Alan. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, considering. How about you? (laughs) Considering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Alive. It's a good start. Yeah. Well... We've decided that we're going to do an interesting conversation today. (laughs) We are, well, frankly, we are two gays. One is an old gay. The other one is a young gay. So we're going to compare our coming out stories because I thought that would be really interesting. Are you ready for this, Alan? Um, No, but why not? (laughs) (laughs) To be be quite honest, probably not, but... You know, we'll just see what happens, you know. I mean, I, I have referred to you as my gay Padawan in the past. Because yes, you, you, you are kind the last of, gay. Well, you, thanks. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, I'm not sure that's what I want people to, to, to get from this conversation. I am not your master. That's not my kind oh, of vibe. Yes, I realise where that went now. You well, this is, with, this has started really well. You can go with elder gay if you want. The elder gay. Oh, elder yeah, that sounds gay. more like what I'd call you at Pride, to be fair. Yeah, it does make me sound like I'm 90, but, you know, it's the better mm. option of the two. But, um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've known you since you were, bloody hell, maybe oh, 15 when I met you. Yeah. and I'm um, trying to work this out now, because I remember the first time I met you was at Future Shock training. Yeah. It was a, it was a, tr- it was a Future Shock induction day. It would have been Dave taking the session, because I remember you doing the training as well. But I remember that wasn't, that wasn't too long after I started training. And I started training when I was like 13. So it must have yeah. been like back end of being 14, start yeah. of being 15, maybe. Yeah. God, well, that's that's a while. Well, you're what, 21, 22 now? Uh, just turned 22. There so we go. Seven years? Good grief. Eight years? Yeah. But was, I, I would describe the way you came out as rocketing from the closet rather than coming out of the closet. <laughs> there was like this shy, awkward boy. And then within a week, you were the gayest gay in all of Canis. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's rather true, actually, to be fair. Explain how that happened. How did you go from this shy boy, everyone liked, yeah. but you would just, wouldn't say boo to a goose, to being comfortable <laughs> with who you are. And it, it really did feel like the space of a week. Yeah. So I came out on new year's eve i think it was 2014 right. because i remember like like that's that's my like official coming out day as far as mm. i remember it because like that's i put a post on facebook which is it's weird to say that because of how that works but like for me obviously a lot of friends being sort of dotted around and with me moving a bit was the easiest way to tell everyone as opposed mm. to like you know sitting down and going hi Good to see you again. By the way, since you last met, I'm now officially a homo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it was sort of like an easy, all-encompassing way of doing it. And I think I'd chosen to do it on New Year's Eve because it was I was, like, dead set that it was going to be, like, the end of me. Like, everyone was going to hate me. My friends were going to, you know, be like, oh, he's a homo. What the fuck that guy? Like, don't want to know him. 
and at the time I was like I remember that as well because it was like my big thing at the time because you know I was what 16 17 maybe and was like the biggest thing in my life at the time was you know training to be a wrestler wanted to be a wrestler and all this and I was like oh the wrestler's gonna hate me because you know I'm a homo and they're gonna think like oh what is he here for instead why would you think that when you trained with me oh I know I know although weirdly you say that I don't think I knew you were gay oh please and, no but in the sense of like how do I explain it it's like it's that thing where you're like you're assuming but at the time I just didn't really know what gay was if that makes sense like i was okay. very sheltered from like not sheltered deliberately that's not the right way of putting it at all like it was not like you know i had like catholic parents who were like shunning me away with like holy water and a, and a cross no but, i won't have a bad word said about your dad he's a good egg yeah no it was lovely it's just like i just never really was i never really experienced a gay person is that the best way of putting it like but you were and, 15 i was 23 when i came out really yeah and how was it that you got to that point so early what what triggered it um good question i still don't properly know i think i'd known for a while that i was like different but it wasn't until like the last year of my high school and then first year of college and then it was that december because like the first term of six or i guess like that year was sort of the year that I started actually seeing gay people, if that makes sense, like in popular culture, in TV shows, in like videos that actually a big thing for me was YouTube videos. One of like the biggest things I was had was like, like coming out videos on YouTube, which at that time, what was this 2014? Yeah. Between like 2012 and 2014, there were a lot of coming out videos on YouTube. And I'd seen a lot of them and realised these people are gay. Well, I don't know what that means to, oh, these people are gay and this is why they're doing this. And that's what gay is. And it sort of slowly started to educate me on what being gay was. And then I started to relate it to my own experiences as I look back through it. And I'd watched, I'd watched a video on YouTube by a guy called Troy Savon, who's an Australian, South African pop singer, basically. My favourite artist, it's like his album is tattooed on my arm actually that's where i got it from and i'd watched his coming out video that had been made maybe like two or three years before i'd even like it'd been out like two or three years by that point yeah and i related like super intensely to what he was saying basically and it was like a self-deprecating sort of like i think everyone's gonna hate me for this and it's this and that but this is the reality of it do you know what i mean and it was so sort of like not unashamed it was like for him it was like i know for me this is gonna be what I need to do to not live in fear, I guess. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was sort of this, okay, I'm gay, I guess. So let's just not really give a shit about anything else. And all my sort of worries and nerves for people hating me about that and everything else sort of went away. Cause I was like, well, this is who I am. Deal with it or fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I don't really know what the question was to be honest at the start, but that's sort of like, <laughs> That video is what it was, and then that sort of answers the question that I rambled on about before, which was, mm. like, why I did it. You yeah. came out to everybody on Facebook. Um, was that how you no. came out to your folks? No. That's a, <laughs> that's a fun story. My coming out to my dad and my nan isn't the fondest memory for me. Like, it's... 
yeah, in a nutshell, it sort of became knowledge whilst we were in the middle of an argument about something really petty and then it escalated so much that it was, you know, when like bickering about small things and then it gets into like a full-blown argument and then it's like yeah. flying insults at each other sort of thing. Um, yep. And I I was a really angry kid as well, actually. Like, it, it sort of makes me smile remembering, like, thinking about what you said. It's like, you know, I was, I was so lovely and quiet and this and that. And the reality was, like, at home, I was horrible. Like, I was the most horrific teenager in the world. Like, I would honestly say, like, I can see from where I'm sat currently, like, a hole in the wall that I put through my own feet and fist. Like, yeah, I was, like, super angry about everything so like we'd have like an argument and it sort of came out then which at the time was the worst thing that could have happened to me because that happened in like october like mid-october to the end of october Mm. because i'd (laughs) i don't even know if my dad knows this actually ironically i'd come to terms with like the whole like okay i'm a homo and then i'd planned to tell my dad and my nan like sit them down on the friday because i was like i was like trying to like you know like build yourself up to doing it yeah and then we had this argument on like the Tuesday, so I was like, and then obviously it came out then, and ironically, and it was sort of like it really knocked me back, which I think is why I then didn't actually come out to the majority of other people until Facebook, which was New Year's Eve. So that's what a couple right. months down the line, right. I think I told one other person, maybe actually just after or just before, like when I'd finally come to terms with it, I was like, oh, I think mm. I'm this, but like realised it and then gone oh, okay, this is definitely who I am. I'm going to tell, you know, family. If it helps, right, the way I dealt with it with my folks as well was horrific. I'd come out to all my friends and it was Christmas. In fact, it was Boxing Day. And I said to my folks as I was about to leave, I've got something to tell you. I'm not going to Paris with my friend, Rob. I'm going to Paris with my boyfriend, Rob. I'm gay. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to leave the house. I'm going to sleep at Pete's tonight, Pete being a friend of mine. And um, let me know if it's okay to come back. Didn't allow them to say a word, walked out. That was pretty fucking obnoxious and I'm not proud of myself. But it's an incredibly difficult time. And I think my folks were really hurt by it. But also... As they've understood better over the years, it's not going to go away. I'm definitely gay. I've lived with my partner forever. I think something like that, maybe they will understand a bit better now. But at the time, you've got to remember this was 2000 and let me think. I was about 26 when I came out to my folks. So 2004, 2005, whereas I came out to my friends about 2001, 2002. Well, so there's um, actually quite a big difference between you. Like, I'm. The time difference, I'm saying, like, if yeah. you coming out to, like, the people you knew to family. There was literally years between coming out, getting used to being gay and going out on the scene and copping off with boys that I hardly knew that I met in a nightclub called Poptastic, you know. <laughs> and I, I was doing that for years before I told my folks. And the reason I told them was because I'd got a boyfriend that I cared about. Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell them while I was just having one night stands or whatever or terrible terrible boyfriends that lasted for three weeks at a time (laughs) yeah Um, i know that feeling you know it's that thing where like you don't want to say it until it becomes real i guess is that sort of why no it was i didn't want to upset them i didn't want to rock the boat and i didn't I genuinely, in my head, didn't know whether I would be welcome back in their home. Again, that was a shitty thing to 
think and assume or even suspect without asking them first. And I'm not like I say, I'm not proud of it, but I don't know how I could have done it any other way. I'm I'm from a crappy little town in the middle of the black country that there's no gay people there. I knew literally yeah. no gay people until I moved to Manchester. I'd never met one. And I was 19 when I came here. So for 19 years, maybe five or six of them, I had it in my head that I liked guys. But there was literally nothing there for me to, Go, to oh, engage with. Other than the one gay kid at school who was bullied so horrifically, it scared the hell out of me, you know? Yeah. And do you not think that that's sort of why that was your response, though? Because, like, you'd seen it. The, the only experience that you'd had with... You know, mm. this whole gayness thing was mm. so horrific that then you, you do think the worst of everyone because you've got no other experiences mm. to relate it to. Mm. Well, and, and then uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story now about how I came out to my friends. And okay. uh, we were all in the pub and I had just, oh, it was Christmas. It was a different Christmas. But I had <laughs> drunk the most beer I could possibly have drunk to get myself, you know, psyched up to tell. Yeah. This, is all my, this is all my friends from Wolverhampton. It was one of the... We always used to meet at Christmas kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, like a tradition sort of thing. And I was like, I've got something to tell you. And um, my friend and Garrod goes, you're gay? And I was like, yes! <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, we know. And then changed the subject like it was nothing. And I was like, mm. but, 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 but. Yeah, but Mark, we know and we don't care. Get over it. And but no, I, I wouldn't have it. And I was saying, "There's no one gonna." Have it. Oh, I was just a drunken dick about it because they didn't give me the totally reaction I was expecting. Yeah, which was so, like, oh so no, I how could you do this to us? Yeah, and I mentioned my mate Pete about the guy who's stayed over when I <laughs> abandoned my parents, <laughs> and then um, Pete decided that because I'd been such a douchebag about it. He was going to play a trick on me. He just replaced his mobile telephone. And um, he hadn't told me he'd changed his number. He'd found a random passport photo on the floor in the pub. Had no idea who this guy was. He wrote again soon and then his new mobile number on the back of it and slipped it into my coat pocket. I, I found that the next day. With a kind of blackout hangover. And I was like, shit, shit, shit. What have I done here? Shit, shit, shit. Who's this? Oh, and, no. And so I was like, right, I, I, I don't remember this. Everyone was in on it. And I said, oh, to that's people, right. I said, um, I, I found this photo. Do you know anything about it? I was like, no, but you disappeared for a bit. They were all in on it. But I was like, right, I, I, I don't want to know. I'm not going to phone this guy. Uh, I'll just... You know, chuck it up to experience. I shouldn't get that drunk again. And then um, I got a text a couple of days later. I thought I'd have heard from you by now. Everything okay? I had a, such a good time. And I was like, what the fucking hell is this? Ignored it. And, and, and then I got another one the next day. Why are you ignoring me? Was it, I thought it was special between us. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And then it clicked <laughs> in my head. And I looked at the two numbers and I was like, oh, shit. Shit! What have I done to this fella? I don't even remember. I was like, have I, you know, have I shagged him in the bogs? What have I done? <laughs> so I replied very politely with, "I'm so sorry. I was so drunk that I don't really remembered what happened." 
And he replied back saying, I can't believe that. I thought it was something special. I've never, do- you knew I'd never done this before, etc., etc. And it went back and forth with me being super earnest and super apologetic. And I agreed to meet this fella in a pub. And it was fucking Pete sat there with two mobile phones. Oh, that's that's so evil, and I love it so much. Well, the thing is, the whole point is that kind of bullshit. He'd have played on me when I was in inverted commas straight. Yeah, and it was kind of his way of pointing out, I'm still a dickhead, but I'm a dickhead because I'm a dickhead, not because you're gay. You know? Yeah, and it was great, and. It's never mattered to me with anybody or anyone else since. You know, I don't walk into a room and go, I'm gay. Yeah. I never, ever hide it. If it comes to a natural point in the conversation where I would mention my partner, I use the he pronouns because he's a man and I'm a man and I can't avoid that. And yeah. if you deliberately avoid it, it becomes really fucking awkward. Yeah. yeah. And, and it becomes really hard to hide it as well, actually. I yeah. And I have no desire to hide it, but I also don't have any desire to run into a room with a pink feather bow and go, ah, yeah. But, um, for me, it was so tough. And I came out at 23 because I just, I was so scared of it. Even stuff like queer as folk in the late nineties, which I watched on the sly and wanted to be a part of that world. I was still petrified. Do you think it was, different times or easier times for you 20 years down the line i don't know actually because in my head i don't think it is you might have done it a little bit earlier but you still went through the same agonizing shit that i did what i don't like is people my age or older being condescending towards young people saying well i had it much harder than you you don't know what's gone on inside someone's head you shouldn't say things like that it's not right See, I'm caught in two minds, really, because, like, part of me is like, absolutely not. There's no way, because, you know, I can't be locked up for it in my own country. But then there's also countries in the world where that can still happen, This like, now. Well, uh, when I was 20, the law changed at the age of 20. One day, it was illegal for me to have sex with a man, because the age of consent was 21. Yeah. And then they changed the law, and it was 18. So there was a generation, there were, like, three years of people who were suddenly legal yeah and then it happened again when they reduced it from 18 to 16 and this is in my lifetime i don't yeah you know i'm not a spring chicken but i'm only 41 years old and the difference in the rights we have and when i was a kid the age of consent was 21 when i was a kid there was no marriage when i was a kid i couldn't get taught at school that it was okay to be gay because of Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. And I can understand why people, perhaps 35 plus, do think it's easier for younger gay people to come out. Yeah. But I still feel like the inner conflict must be the same, whatever background you come from. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, I don't think you can say it's harder or easier as an all-encompassing sort of thing, if that makes yeah. sense. Like... I feel like the internal monologues and all that sort of suffering, it really is. It's horrifying. It's horrible, isn't it? Like, mm. I feel like that will never get easier for anyone. If you yeah. compare the way you and I both came out, I had to go up the pub. I had to tell two yeah. different sets of friends up the pub. I didn't have Facebook in, yeah. what, 2002, 2003 when I came out. Yeah. 
But I don't think even if I had, I don't think I'd have been brave enough to have come out to everybody in one go over Facebook. See, I don't see what I'd go as brave. I see it as a bit stupid, to be honest with you. Mm. I think it's a similar thing, though, in the sense like you never stop coming out. My way of looking at it is when you came out, your first coming out was so many times. Yeah. Whereas my first coming out was sort of like a bang done. That's the sort of difference I see, if that makes sense. Like I just, it's a lot easier to come out to everyone at once, which is, Mm. it's a good and a bad thing, isn't it? Like it's like, for me, it was a good thing because obviously I was very much like I was, I was giving that information to people who I was already friends with and knew and trusted which is similar to what you would have done by going to a pub and doing it. Yeah. Whereas difference between doing that and then going maybe and doing it on the same platform for me, where I did have the three, where I would have had the three and a half thousand people who, you know, reality, I know a hundred of them. And then it's, you know, it's a lot of um, negative emotions that probably will come from that. And, Mm. you know, being the punchline of many jokes that are horrible and stuff like that, as we all know, happen by people Mm -hmm. that age. And the similarity I see to that is then the whole, for you, it would have been coming out and going, the the whole pink feather boa, like, hello, darlings, I've arrived, sort of thing, mm. like making it superly overt. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, don't get me wrong, it's just sort of a, that's sort of how I would see the um, similarities to it, if that makes sense. I think yeah. there's a lot more similarities than there are differences. I feel like the starting point and the outcome are the same. The process is just evolved and changed with, the way the world's changed Mm, makes a lot of sense and i don't know whether we were aiming for a conclusion about it but i think i think you pretty much got it in a nutshell alan bloody hell good stuff get me i don't even know there was a conclusion to be honest that's what i mean like it's just sort of that's the way i'd look at it looking specifically at coming out like there's a lot of horrible things that happen when people come out you know we there's still horror stories and i think we were both by the sounds of it very lucky in the end Looking at the two of us, I think you handled it better than me. I don't know, really. I feel like you were more sensible with it. Man was sort of a bit of a blasé, well, if they hate me, they hate me. So, you know, like throwing my toys out the pram sort of thing. Like, well, fuck them. It's my way or the highway sort of thing. But that's, yeah. that's the way I'd look at it. But then I suppose we're, we're both very negative about ourselves and tell each other off for being negative about ourselves very often. So. We have always <laughs> done that. Let's not end on a negative. Do you it's feel ne- like coming out was the right thing to do? Hundred percent. Me too. <laughs> I think it's it was the hardest and the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life because it's that one decision. And again, I don't know if it's the same for you. The the one decision that I made to go. Do you know what? Yeah, I am gay, and this is what I'm. I'm certain I am. Has meant that I can live comfortable with being me, and I can focus that to myself and channel it into some positive things. I'm very lucky that I've been in this amazingly positive environment to allow that to happen and to let that flower i guess that's the only way i can put it and just sort of take that on and then it's given me the energy to become my own individual and sort of to try and find my own place in the world free of a niggle in the back of my head every 10 seconds about well what about this though you not thought about this and ultimately, in my opinion, like my aim for my life is just to enjoy it and figure out where I belong in a crazy world that we live in. So yeah. coming out seems to help me do that. So I think it's definitely a positive. What about you? I think for me, 
I squandered a lot of my teenage years agonizing about coming out. I squandered a lot of my 20s partying because I'd come out. And it wasn't until I'd come out to my parents and I'd come to terms with having come out to my parents that I truly became an adult in a lot of ways. And that was knocking 30. And I've talked about my wild 20s in the past to quite a few people. But unless you knew me in my 20s, I don't think you'd recognize me now. And I think that coming out as late as I did has changed the trajectory of my life. But I also feel that my 30s and my 40s, I am a happy, comfortable gay man who is confident in who he is. And that's allowed me to develop from a paycheck slave who earned money to get drunk at the weekends to someone that I don't hate anymore. And that'll do, you know, that'll do. That sounds delightful. So there you go, Alan. That's us being all positive about being massive gays. Yeah, being like like super out there homos. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I, I, I love spending time with you. It's like seeing the, the gay youth that I never had. <laughs> the youth these days. Well, you're 22. I wasn't out at True. your age. It, I, I like spending time with you because... It makes me feel positive about the future and that it has got better for young gay people compared to what it was like for me. So thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure as always. Anytime. You know, I'm always here. Thank you for listening to Don't Say the C Word. I'll be back tomorrow with another guest and another topic. And I'll see you then. Don't Say the C Word is a podcast by me, Mark Adams. My Twitter handle is at MarkAdamsHC. The handle for the show is at Don't Say the C Pod. And we are part of the We Made This Network. That's at We Made This Pod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Previously on the We Made This Network. The giddy carousel of pop. Carol Decker from Tapau, who were actually at number one with China in your hand when this issue of Smash Hits was uh, in your news agents. Carol's really up for it. She knows what the kids want. They want stories about being sick in a cowboy boot, so they get that. I've fallen asleep with my head down the toilet many a time and Ronnie, who's out of the band, her boyfriend, has helped me throw up into a bucket. She's a short-tempered bitch, according to what it says here in the article. Doesn't she throw some stuff at him? Yes. Life's Milestones So let's move on and talk about birth. When and where and how were you born? Through the vagina, I believe. Oh... (laughs) I've literally just said what a great man you are, and you re- then you're really crude. Um, you are a very born, literal person. I was born at the outset of the National Health Service in 1947. 
free with this month's issue. When we supported them, we brought loads of like family and friends and people. My parents and my sister came. And as everybody was walking along the, the drive to get up there, their tour bus was there. And their guitarist was standing in the doorway, beckoning at lots of underage girls <laughs> while wearing a T-shirt that said drugs. Unsuccessfully, and I think in a joking way that he was sort of beckoning. Okay. but Would have got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mum was not very impressed. <laughs> Neither was uh, my girlfriend at the time, Kelly, because I wouldn't let her go on the fucking tour. <laughs> Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network. <laughs>